Jowson, sweetie, please drop that beat to start the show. The Romantic Truth Podcast extends a loving and warm welcome to listeners in celebration of our sixth year of the show. We wish you a promising 2024. Please be advised that due to the language, subject matter, and topics of the show, adults 18 years of age and older are highly recommended for this content. Uninterrupted and commercial-free listening. Now, since all of that is over, I would like to take this opportunity and introduce you to the host of Romantic Truth, Jaosan in Las Vegas. Altruism is a principle and practice of prioritizing the well-being and happiness of others over oneself. It is often considered a synonym of selflessness and the opposite of selfishness. Hi everyone, welcome to Romantic Truth. I'm Jocelyn, your host, and we got a lot to talk about today, don't we? Well, today's subject is Captain Sabaho. What is that? It's an urban term. It means to become gallant for a woman, to try to save her, that damsel in distress, from sometimes from herself, other times from danger and other times from the threat of financial ruin. Now, as Natalie described, in a way this is a form of altruism. However, in many cases, it's self-serving altruism. Meaning that on the surface, it looks like the person's being selfless by coming in and trying to save the day for the woman. But in actuality, he's trying to position himself to be in good stead with that woman to probably get closer to her, maybe start a relationship or something of some other sort. Now, how do men wind up in these situations? And what kind of men usually wind up in these situations? They're usually the type of man, he's usually naive, lonely, disenfranchised. He may be an opportunist. But here's the thing. Most normal men won't pursue a woman in this regard. And here's why. Well, back in the Middle Ages, first of all, things were a little bit different even in our earlier existence in the 20th century, all the way down to that point. But see, what has happened over the years, women have learned how to use that as leverage. They've learned how to manipulate. And guys have learned how to use it as well. And this is the reason why a woman who may need help may not ask for help, because she knows that there's a host of other things associated with it. Romantic passes, getting the guy in your life and can't get rid of him. These are all factors that she must weigh before she gets quote-unquote help. You see, even though a person may need help, they do have a degree of discretion as far as who may help them. However, the one thing that you have to consider is this. They have to look at it from the standpoint of, yes, they need help. And they may not be so selective on how they're helped by those individuals because it's up to the person who's helping to render whatever assistance that may be adequate from their perspective. In other words, you may see more often than not, people not ask you what you need, but tell you what you need and give you what they think you need. You may be in a swimming pool drowning. Instead of them sending you a life preserver, they might decide to just send you a water hose instead because as long as it's sufficient, that's all that matters. Unfortunately, what you will see sometimes is that a person will help an individual 
when it's going to benefit them the most. Not the person that's being helped or saved, but the person who's doing the saving. Now, a few things here. You will find people, and mainly a lot of women, as opposed to men, because of course we got that uh, unfortunate disparity between the incomes between men and women. You will find that men are usually the ones that are trying to come in and save the day economically for many women. There are women out there that do the same thing for men. Now let's not get it twisted. But here's the problem. In any case, you have to look at it from the standpoint of Okay, how can I help? What can I do? What is the agenda behind the help? Is it so I can get closer to this person in a relationship? Is it that I genuinely want to help this person in all modesty with no agenda? Is it that I want this person to feel as though they're obligated to me in some kind of way? So there's various reasons. Now, a lot of women always wind up getting in trouble when they are demanding to go out to expensive restaurants and all these other things. And they get upset when the guy wants to be intimate with them or want a little bit more than just a kiss afterwards. Well, there's a sense of entitlement that prevails with many of them without realizing that as far as that guy sees it, you had a wish or a demand that need to be met. I met that demand. So where's my reward? This is the reason why a lot of women who are wiser will never go to a man on his on her knees. And ladies, that's what you do when you go in. No matter how much value you apply to yourself to make yourself more valuable than you really are, you're only gonna go by the intrinsic value when it comes down to the guy assessing where you stand in the ranks. I hate to tell you that. If your self-esteem is so low that you have to go and have things in order to give you some sort of validation or some sort of clout or some sort of recognition or identity, you may need to take a look at yourself and see where you are. You're in bad shape. Now, Captain Saberholes, what does these guys, what do they do? What do they do? What is their agenda. Well, of course, they're trying to impress you. They're trying to outdo the other guys, and they're going to do that extra that most other guys won't do for you. They want to stand out, and this is their way of standing out with you. I'll just go and do this, that, and a third, and therefore, I'm going to outrank and outdo the rest of the other guys, so I'll be first. And he's using his competitive nature in that sense. Now, it could very well be that the woman didn't want him in the first place or didn't like him. And he's using this as a measure in order to get into her good graces. He probably tried romantic advances, got turned down. So he comes in and says, um, I know you're struggling with your light bill. I know you're struggling with your car or whatever. And he goes and pays it forward in the hopes of getting closer to her. Now, wiser women will either decline the offer or they will go and accept generosity with the condition that they will pay them back financially. Now, they have this term called in kind. In kind means a lot of times that she'll pay it back with a blowjob, anal sex, vaginal sex or God knows who knows a whole bunch of different arrays of arrangements so the main thing to keep in mind with this is that ladies if this guy is exceptionally nice and generous usually there will be a price tag associated with it especially if he's still trying to get to know you Some of you may not have uh, quite understood that because you may think that it's a situation where 
you'll just go into life and whatever you want you get now there's some women that's the way it was when they were with their parents daddy bought everything mommy provided everything and therefore the boyfriends that she would choose would do the same not so it varies now when it comes down to Captain Saberhoe in the hood this is a guy that may move in with a woman or have her move in with him after maybe something like she's lost her section 8 or it could be a situation where she's about ready to have her car repossessed and he's paying the arrears or it could be a woman where she's paying the arrears for this man's child support in order to bring him into the fold with her he may not be into her. Maybe she's unattractive to him. So what he does, he puts aside his preferences and now he's just with her out of convenience. This is a common thing for both men and women to do. They're there for the moment. They're there for the benefit. They're there for what they can get. Now, you will also see this as a form of purchasing. Yes, folks. Some people pay it forward with other people as if to say, well, since I can't get you to like me, love me, maybe I can get you to owe me. And depending on the needs of that person will dictate how things are meted out. We'll talk more in just a moment. Unfortunately, some people will go and take on this disposition and wind up actually um, being used, trying to save the world, save the day. And once a person realizes that Oh, okay, this person's here to save me. Meanwhile, let me see if he can save my sister, my cousin, my aunt, my nephew, everyone down the line. Because if they see it, since you're being so generous and so kind, let me just take full advantage of this. And they will. Now, the, one of the main types of people that you will see doing this are gamma males and females. These are individuals that may be awkward when it comes down to interacting with people socially. So what they'll use instead is a methodology of I'll pay and buy my way in. I will buy the kindness. I will buy the attention. I will buy whatever it takes in order to win this person over. Now, there's another thing too. Fellas, you know this more so than anyone. A woman that has a lot of friends lined up, male friends, more often than not, they have done favors for her. Maybe fixed her car, made repairs around her house. And you're kind of uncomfortable with all these guys around. All these guys having access to her. And she's ardently defending them. Well, I've known them longer than I've known you as the outsider. Now, there's a good possibility that these guys have either slept with her already or trying to sleep with her in some kind of way. And there will be some in there that will be genuine friends, platonic friends. It varies. Now, the thing you have to realize, too, is that a lot of people who try to buy their way in or try to come in and outdo the other guy. Many times these guys really want a victory. They want a victory of sorts in the sense that they've lost out on other opportunities. So they look at it as this chance, I'm gonna win this one. Even if I have to pay, even if I have to save her. Now, of course, this may create a routine for her. 
Well, since he saved me in that regard, let me see if he'll save me here. She'll get so comfortable if you're not careful, as the case of a friend of mine years ago, that she started handing him his bills when it, her bills when she went on a date. She literally handed over her utility bill, phone bill, gas lights, you name it, all of it. Anything but the rent. And that was coming later. At first, he felt kind of awkward about it. He wanted to say something. And of course, you hit him with the masculinity thing about, well, you're the man, you're my man, you should take care of me. And so he went on and started doing it. What he didn't know at the time was that she was seeing another guy that didn't have to pay a damn thing. He was in jail. And she was going to see him regularly. He was about ready to get out in a few months. He didn't know this. This guy gets out of jail and he's still helping paying her bills. And she's literally running up her credit cards and spending money to help this guy out after he got out of prison. She explained the circumstances to this former inmate about her situation. And she says, don't fuck up the gravy. The gravy basically was my friend, unfortunately, giving her money that she was giving to this dude. Well, it all came to a hit one day when Christmas came around, she was inviting her family over. Well, he never met her family. And he said, man, you know, I'm just gonna drop by and maybe say hello to her family. And I kept telling him, I said, well, did she invite you? No, nah, but we, you know, we got it like that because after all, I'm paying all the bills and stuff. So I'm just gonna go and, you know, just say hello to the fam. He gets there. The dude is there. Her family's there. They knew this dude before they knew our friend. They just met him that day. So it was like, who's he? And of course, being that they didn't know anything about him, they didn't know he existed. And then he went on and he hit the wall and started acting a fool. Not literally hit the wall, but I mean metaphorically hit the wall. After he had found out this guy had gotten out of prison and she had been with him prior to him going in and my boy was just somebody that just an STD something to do while he was locked up. And unfortunately for him, he begged her back and all of this stuff. Well, she knew the ride was over with him and she said, we're done. The pathetic thing was, the only thing he got from this woman was a hug and a kiss throughout their whole relationship. She would always make up excuses as to the reason why it couldn't be intimate. One of them, of course, was she was a born again Christian. She must not have been so born again because she gave up that pussy to that dude out of prison one night out of jail. But what she was doing was saving herself for him. Now, my boy went on and allowed himself to get used like that because he was laying out the red carpet, thinking that someday he was gonna get a payoff for all of the gallant things he had done for her, all of the nice things he did. Now, mind you, even as he paid those bills, he still took her out on dates, still bought her gifts, went through that whole thing. And fellas, you got to really know what you're investing in. And you got to quit looking at a woman as being just an expense. You expense out women that you don't plan to be with longer than about maybe a month. Booty calls, that kind of thing. Those are all expensive women. That woman that just wants to go out to that expensive ass restaurant. And more than likely, she's not going to call you after she's done that. That's a, high, that's a very high expenditure. That's not an investment. That's an expense. And you gotta ask yourself, what's your revenue, your metaphoric revenue? Look at her, 
you're not gonna get any love. The only thing you're gonna get is more demands. And that's gonna pile up after a while. And you're sitting there the whole time waiting for the relationship to go forward. And many of these women do not want it to go forward. They like it the way it is. I'm in crisis mode, you're helping me out. I can dump everything on you possible and your dumb ass is gonna pay for it. Oh, ladies, you're not exempt from this either because many of you have written in about doing the same thing for men. Now, there's another element that we don't look at here called control. And this is what these people are vying for by being so benevolent and generous. But many times over, they don't realize that these people have already figured them out. They already know the game plan. So you're thinking you're going to get control. This person is going to avoid a relationship with you, but yet use you in the process. Okay, you can take your zealous efforts and try to save me. I'm not going to stop you. Have at it. But please keep in mind, by doing so, there's something else you need to know. And what that is, it has to do with the fact that this is all coming from you. Coming from me, I could give a damn whether you get hit by a bus or anything else. But you can send the money through. I'm not going to have a problem with that. That's the way they're thinking, but that's not what they're verbalizing. And see, here's the thing, guys. If a woman, and ladies as well, if a person knows that they can get away with extracting resources from you without providing you anything or the minimum in reciprocity, they got your beat. They'll say the thank you, and then they'll put up the boundary. You know, I need some help with my car payment this month. How much you need? Uh, about $3.95. Here you go. Your biggest mistake, fellas. If you're going to pay for a woman's bill, give me the bill. I will pay for it. No, I want the cash. Be the fool. If you dare. Personally, like I told you before, my policy with women, we meet, you got to pay your own bills, I pay my own bills. We're not struggling when we meet each other. If we are, both of us shouldn't be trying to be together. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Now, fellas, you'll run across another type of woman. She's the one that obviously needs help. She doesn't want to ask for help. You offer it, she turns you down, but yes, you still, you still see her struggle. You know what? Offer it one time and that's it. After that, don't even deal with her. Seriously. Let her pride eat her up. And don't let her come back talking about, well, you know that, that offer you make? You don't have any time for that shit. You've moved on. You have moved on. Because I can tell you, ladies, the worst thing a man needs in his life is an indecisive woman. Another thing too, fellas and ladies, if someone just starts talking about debt on the date, about how much in debt they are, they're trying to send out the feelers to see whether or not you'd be interested in assisting them. Remember, you don't know this person well enough to lend them money. But see, we don't put it in the same context of 
meeting somebody for the first time and not really knowing anything about them and saying, hell no, we'll do that to a total stranger. Just because you had a few conversations with that person does not mean that they have the privilege to come and ask you for money. Now, positioning is another issue. Positioning involves those individuals that are already struggling, broke, but yet they're trying to be bougie and trying to tell you what they won't accept and what they won't do and all of this other stuff, but yet they're coming to you asking for money. And captains, one thing I will tell you, don't lend any money. Only give the money you could expect to lose. Because you more than likely will not get it back. I looked at one stat. You know, up to 70% of people that borrow money do not pay it back. I'm talking about personal, like interpersonal family, friends. I think they surveyed about a thousand people. And the question was something like, if you borrow money from a family member or a friend, do you think that it's a gift or a loan? And the majority said gift. This is the reason why I tell you, when it comes down to lending people money, only lend what you can afford to lose if you're gonna lend it all. Now, the other thing. When I borrow money from an individual, which I've had to do a couple of times in my lifetime, I pay those those individuals back with the interest they would have made had that money been in the market. Out of fairness. So it wasn't like that money was asleep during the time as being lent out. I knew better. That's what you mean, considerate person. Oh, I could have just paid them the regular balance that I owe them that they borrowed. But I thought about the money they missed out on from the interest that they would have earned had it been placed in the market. But for the most part, keep in mind people are not going to more than likely pay you back. Is a national anthem in order to get money out of you. You don't have any kids with this woman, but she may have kids from another man or few men. And she starts with the saga about how she's struggling against child support or child support's not enough and she needs some financial help. A couple of things she may try to do. One, she might try to get you obligated to pay certain bills. And let me tell you what happens with that. As long as she can keep you obligated, now she may sleep with you and everything else in this, in this situation. But the way she's looking at it is, okay, I got insurance, so I don't have to worry about a breakup. I don't worry, have to worry about him leaving because he has an obligation. And I have kids. And that's the leverage she'll use. Now, there are others that will also go so far as to say, well, since we're sleeping together, me and my kids are a package. So you're going to replace the father when it comes down to Christmas time and that kind of thing. You're going to replace the father on birthdays, those kind of things. I'm talking about monetarily. If she has multiple children by different fathers, well, she might not let you get away with just buying one thing for one kid. Guess what? Being that none of them are yours, she's going to expect 
something for each of them. So you can't pick and choose the kid that you like the best. And this is why it makes it so hard for many single moms to find men. Because a lot of guys don't want to take on that responsibility. Now, the other thing too, as you get more involved with a woman with children, she may then start delegating more responsibilities to you. This works especially well with younger, inexperienced men from around 18 to 35 that are questioning their masculinity or manhood. Especially, especially if she's an older woman. Well, you're my man. And here's the conflict. Once again, as I've said in the past, your mother sees that you're paying these bills for this woman. You don't have any children with her. And she's making more demands on you. Mom might bring it up. And you become very defensive. I'm not being used. What are you talking about, Mom? This woman loves me. Meanwhile, She's thinking, especially if she's of childbearing age, I just tell them I'm pregnant. Or she might just get pregnant by him. It's a whole different conversation. Because now she's got you bound. Fellas, usually when a woman is upset with you because you're breaking up with her. Oh, she's going to try to make you sleep with her bra. She's going to tell you all kind of shit about how she's on this pill, she's on all this other shit. Because as she sees it, I get pregnant. He's probably not going to leave. Even though men leave controls when that happens. It ain't my kid. Doesn't even look like me when he's born. My nose is not that wide. My skin is not that dark. You know, it's that Maury Povich shit. It's that Jerry Springer shit. Where people just go and they just look. DNA doesn't lie. Aesthetics do. And this is where a lot of them get stuck. So, fellas, if you find an independent single mom is holding her own debts down and she's got everything taken care of on her end, she might be a good woman for you. And the reason why I say this in particular is because of the fact that she's handling the things that she's exposed to. She's not frightened or alarmed by them. She's dealing with them. And that's the reason why. And here's the other thing. She'll be able to make better judgments on the men she chooses. Even if she does need help and actually gets a guy and then that guy may see that she's struggling. Here's the thing with a woman like that. She's going to give you the details. She's going to be humbled and embarrassed by it. And she's going to make arrangements to try to pay you back. And the other thing is too, she's gonna be a woman of her word more than likely. Because she knows how to manage her life. She's had to adjust 
she knows exactly what's required for her and her kids to exist. I have seen women, I think, oh, Kathy had, I think she had four kids. Never drew one down on public assistance. And we see that shit in Mississippi all the time. Because, see, it used to be, back in the day before we had all this political correctness, if you were in Mississippi and you had a whole bunch of kids and you were on that poverty line, it didn't do you no good to go to social services. Because it was so embarrassing, people would humiliate you about being on social services. That was a real negative thing. Mississippi and in some parts of the state they used to tell people why are you going to the government they're not going to do nothing but invade your life I'll lend you the money their landlords used to say shit like that some of the people were still staying on property that their ancestors were slaves on and the people that owned the property would tell them that. And they would have stores where the people could buy those products and get credit. And many of them were sharecroppers. And they had to pay their debts when it was due with interest. Even though the social services program. But then again, we have more things that we're exposed to that puts people in compromising positions. You look at the fentanyl thing now and how they're really spending resources for fentanyl, but they didn't do that for crack cocaine, did they? Hell no, they didn't. They didn't have any kind of research done where they could try to help people get off of it like they're doing now with fentanyl. That's because it's in the suburban communities. Crack was in urban areas. Cocaine addiction, the powder cocaine addiction back then was a status symbol. The reason why they didn't touch those laws back then, because the people who were not directly affected by the bad shit, there was no need to try to save the people that really were on the bottom end of it. Mixing bacon soda with, crack, with cocaine in order to make crack. Say it. But this is the kind of country we live in. Still divided several worlds from each other. You got the wealthy that lives on one plane, middle class that lives on the other, working class that lives on the other, poor that lives on another. And the three classes below the wealthy are always few. As I told you before, slavery in America, that whole period, They cheated African people out of their dignity and self-respect. And it did the same thing to the working and poor whites back then as well. Because those plantation owners were not gonna hire them in mass and they were not gonna pay them a prevailing wage. So what did they do? They let many of them go unemployed and gave them a little social <laughs> designation of being better than the slave. But they didn't share the wealth with them, did they? But they did call them up to go and fight the Civil War, didn't they? And when they were injured and had amputations, when they came back, there was no government assistance for them. And many of them were angry they were angry at the slaves. They should have been angry at the slave owners who basically gave them the bullshit about 
preserving their way of life. The only person's life that was being preserved, way of life being preserved, were the plantation owners' lives to keep the profits rolling in. And once again, you're putting somebody in office, or trying to, I should say, it has a similar mindset. It's called me first. And if I could have a populist message in order to have people to follow me first, that's exactly what you're doing. You get him in office, he wouldn't have a beer with you, wouldn't even hold your child, wouldn't even talk to you. He'll talk at you, he'll talk to a large crowd, big audience. One-on-one conversations, you ain't got no time for that. Choose your poison, America. That's all I gotta say. Anyway. Now, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it. Some of you guys think that dating a woman overseas who may be in impoverished situations may give you a sense of control over her. You're sending her money. She's thankful. Every time you fly over, you're sleeping with her. And of course, the family's pushing you to marry her. And if you do so, you know more than likely you're going to be the benefactor for many other members of that family. So indirectly, they're going to be using you, using your income. Don't forget you volunteered for that. Even if you bring her to the States and she's remitting money back home, that's money that's leaving that household, right? Just something for you to think about. I know people love their parents and love their family and their friends and stuff, but you also have to remember, you're actually acting like an employer. only thing is those employees aren't working I know it's a tough one to really consider and the reason why I talk about this in particular is because over the years I've seen a lot of people get used this way they're upset with American women because some of them have run across Many of them that are very materialistic. And as we know, many women overseas are more focused on who you are, not what you have. And the problem is, some of them have never had some of the basic things that they need. And so they're playing catch up. In other instances, they're doing very well. The majority of my exes that I dated overseas never wanted to come to America. And those that did, such as Jillian, they didn't want to stay. They had things going on in their own countries. And that was the beauty of it. Because they were independent. Now, Another thing I would tell you is this. Those of you who have a perception of America, I'm just going to give you the honest to God truth here. You know how you have people struggling in your country? You have the same thing here. We're real big on propaganda. 
comparing ourselves with the first, with the best, with the this, with the that. It's all coming from us. We pay more in healthcare than anybody else. We have a very large uneducated population in this country. So much so that we're issuing HB19 visas to people from other countries who are smarter than some of the people that are here to take jobs that Americans can't take because they're not qualified, especially in the STEMs, science, medicine, engineering, and technology. And see, it's an evil genius in a way because education is very expensive in America. In other countries, it's paid with your taxes. So even though that person may be coming over here from Bangladesh, from India, at $75,000, $80,000 a year with a PhD, even though that person has a higher level of education, We sit here and get upset with them because how can they come over and get a job and live better than we do? A lot of it has to do with the fact that they position themselves to qualify for positions. We're so focused on money, we're saying, damn our intellectual growth. Let me make the dollars. What do most people do with it? Buy shit that they'll never use again. Flaunt in order to show off in front of other people. It's a feel-good moment where they get the attention of, oh, you got money, okay. You have people walking around here with $5 million watches. Not on the average everyday street but there's some celebrities that do. But whatever floats your boat. One thing I've learned throughout my relationships, especially the one with Monica, several others, Money is nothing more than a comfort tool. A way to make you comfortable as hell because you have the convenience of going places, buying things, doing whatever the hell you want to do. But you got to be a whole person in order to really enjoy yourself, in order to enjoy it. You know, a friend of mine was telling me one day, he said, you know, if I won the lottery, he said, first thing I do is call you up, call my mom. And he started going down the list of people he could actually trust compared to the people he actually knew. He had a shitload of people he knew. He had about three people he could trust. Me, his mom, and another person. He said, you three be the only people out here. I said, so what is the purpose for all those other people in your life? You couldn't answer that question. And sometimes you're taking on people that really have no purpose, no function. Not necessarily where you're going to use them or anything, but they bring no benefit to you, but you bring more of a benefit to them. reciprocity the crux of the argument that I'm talking about today you gotta watch who you try to save fellas because some people are not worth saving and some of you even try to go so far as to be codependent or to be an enabler persons on drugs or whatever you're gonna provide those drugs thinking that in some way you're 
getting yourself in the way you're looking at it, but the drug is going to do its job on the person to make them weaker, which will make them more susceptible to me being with them, sleeping with them, etc., etc. But really, what do you have? You're going to have a liability that's going to eat up all your money in rehab. Not to mention the drug. The drug's got to eat too. So it doesn't put you in any better position. As I told you, gamma males and females, they're game for this kind of thing. They're game for just throwing money at something and hoping to God it sticks. You know, it's like the, hell, the Democratic Party speech for many years. We got problems in the urban areas, let's just throw money at it. We'll worry about it later. Instead of really working on fixing some of the issues. But that's the way it's been. Fellas, you need to watch who you save. Ladies, you need to watch who you save. You can create Frankensteins. And as I told you before, Frankenstein is a person that you really try to help initially or you introduce them into something and they become proficient at it and they don't need you anymore. And they use you as a stepping stone to move on in life. I knew a guy years ago, a girl was going to a two-year college. The way he thought he was going to get in with her was pay her tuition and four books. So when she got her check for the Pell Grant or whatever, she could use it for whatever she wanted to. And from what I understand, I don't know this for a fact, but from what he told me, he said she went on ahead breast augmentation. So on the downside, she decided to go and strip for a living. He was totally against it. And he realized that she was not going to give up on it. So he supported her. Started going out. And started giving her money for the dances. Then he went down that rabbit hole. She started showing attention to other clients. He got jealous. He started shelling out more and more money. Until it got to a point where he had to talk to her about certain things because he could no longer pay her bills because he was shelling out the money. Well, she wanted him to do both. But what he didn't have were boundaries. Eventually, she dropped out of school. She didn't finish. She got her another guy. And he took care of her. You gotta watch who you help, folks. Not everyone is deserving of your help. Some people will play like they need help. I got got in Los Angeles right there on Crenshaw and Santa Barbara, which is now MLK. Right there, that Louisiana fried chicken. I think it was, uh, I think it was, I think it was Popeye's before then. I pulled into the parking lot. There was a guy there, there was a nice Porsche 944 sitting beside me. I get out of my Mercedes. Woke up the guy was like, change. He was homeless, so I thought. Gave him a five dollar bill. And the people that were standing at the bus stop said, don't give him no money, don't give him any money. I laughed at them and just walked on into the place. Brother man got into that 944 and drove off. People at the bus stop was on the ground laughing at my ass because they had seen so many people go in and do the same thing I did. It didn't dawn on me, wait a minute, 
This guy's beard is trimmed. It didn't dawn on me. This guy wasn't funky. It didn't dawn on me that his clothes weren't shiny. And for those of you that don't know, sometimes people wear the clothes so long out there in the street that it has a sheen on it. Because the oil from their skin is now coming to the uh, fabric. You learn. You learn your lesson. Now, the other thing when it comes down to Captain Save a Hole. Some of you guys will do too much. First trip you go with this person, you want to really wild them. However, this individual is not ready to commit for a relationship. So you're thinking about the more money you spend on this person, the more likely they're going to commit to you. That's not always the case. There was a lady that was taken to the Bahamas by a gentleman one time. They had been together, I think, like two months. And they were going to go there and they were going to stay a week. Well, they did so. Got there. When they arrived, she said that she wanted a separate room from him. She didn't spring that on him until after they got there. He had reservations for one room. Well, that really was all he could afford at that time. Well, she told him, you're going to sleep on the couch and I'm sleeping in the bed. And he's like, well, I thought we could both. So oh, no, no, no. I don't know you that well. That was her defense. So he went on and agreed to do so. Next morning he woke up. She was nowhere to be found. And he walked around for almost the whole day trying to look for her. Came back to the room, waited for her. You don't want to waste your time, money or resources or effort. But many of us don't do that. We just go right into the relationship and hope for the best. And then we get the same results and then we start seeing patterns form. And then we want to blame the patterns on the person instead of ourselves because we're the ones that actually chose the individual, chose to get involved with it. Fellas, it, it will help you immensely on saving money on dates. That's for damn sure. As I told you, initial date. It doesn't really have to be a date. It could just be a meeting. Starbucks, ice cream parlor, pizza parlor, bookstore for only $40. She doesn't feel under any pressure to have to give you a kiss or anything. And it's not hitting your wallet in such a way that you're totally broke. If a woman turns you down, says she doesn't do Starbucks or doesn't do any of that. She expects $100 or more on her date. You don't need her. She'll call you broke, try to insult you, fuck her. You don't need her. She ain't worth it. You haven't lost anything, trust me. And see, what I couldn't understand was this. I had a friend of mine that did this a few years ago. He went to a very expensive restaurant in Los Angeles and spent $600 on a meal with this woman. This guy had a bachelor's degree. This woman failed high school. Their conversation from what he told me was so superficial that there was no chemistry nothing but he had liked her so much and he was telling me he said 
you know, I just wish I could just get her where she was this and she could do this. And I said, you got what you got, man. I said, but here's the thing. She wanted to go to the expensive restaurant. She couldn't even compile a sentence properly. You're spending that kind of money on her. She's going to be representing you in a relationship. So how is that going to work around your friends and colleagues? She's going to embarrass the hell out of me. That's what's going to happen. Nope. He didn't believe me. Until he took her to his class reunion. When I met the lady, she said, I do my work very well. Dave does this. What more could be said? He was embarrassed. But like some of you ladies try to change men, he was trying to change her. And you can't. You know that old worthless saying, it is what it is? That makes no fucking sense at all. But that's what it is. So the takeaways today are simple. First off, Be careful about who you try to save. First thing you gotta ask, is it worth it? The next thing you have to look at is how many times have you saved the same person? Not necessarily the same physical person, but how many times have you gone through this shit throughout your relationships? You may wanna take a look at your pattern of behavior there. Do you feel as though you're going to get God credits for saving people and being made a fool of? Something for you to think about. Because you might be gaslighting yourself. The other thing, too. Has this person made any effort to save themselves before you came in to save them? If they haven't, your efforts are for not. Because if you're not careful, not only are you saving them, you're going to be trying to carry the whole relationship on your shoulders. Whether you're a woman or a man. Because men use women just like women use men. You know that little voice you may hear where you say, okay, I've done too much. Sometimes you may need to listen. Now don't get me wrong. For those of you on the receiving end of help, there are some people that if they just even heard about your situation, they feel as though they've done too much without lifting the finger. You don't need those people in your lives either. There are opportunists waiting for an opportunity for you to do something out of the box that's going to help them in some kind of a way. Sometimes you need to take inventory in life and see some of the people that you might not need around anymore. What I usually do, when was the last time someone's contacted me? I go by that. Delete them a number. Out of there. If I contacted you for Christmas, your birthdays, or just to say hi, and that has been reciprocated in the year, you're out of there. Oh, and another thing, ladies, that 
I need to remind you of. Some of you are still in old school mode. When it comes down to the man always has to call you, you'll never call him. Your phone may not ring. Because that woman that's going to call him back, he's going to be talking to her. So you'll find somebody else that can do that job for you, I'm sure. But I just wanted to let you know about a few things about this type of uh, dynamic. So take what you will, leave what you may. It's been a pleasure, folks. Want you to take care. Thank you for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. romantic truth appreciate your listenership listeners you're invited to stream and listen to jawson's music on apple music amazon music spotify audio mac or deezer type in jausan in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by romantic truth Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.